Sales Stories, Raw and Real is a podcast series designed to help people in business development, whatever their level, by learning from the experiences of others. We'll be talking about the salespeople they've met, led and worked with, and share their insights into what we need to do more of and less of. You'll hear the very best and worst of people's experiences to help you recognize the traps that we've all fallen into, get through them, and out the other side, having learned what you needed to along the way. Very, very early in my commercial career, I attended a sales training course, and I'd already been to university. I was 22, so I thought I knew everything. Uh, It didn't take me long in sales to realize that I knew nothing. But fortunately, my managing director could see that, and he sent me to a three-day sales training program with a guy called Malcolm Stradwick who became a lifelong mentor and friend of mine. During those three days, a couple of things he said with me, said said to me, has stuck with me forever. And the first of which was that he said that there was a real shortage of good salespeople in Australia at that time. And it was like he planted a seed in my brain and it germinated that, that, that few days and has been growing and growing and growing over the last 25, nearly 30 years. And I reckon after lots of trials and tribulations, I reckon I've nailed it down to the five key things that that salespeople or or, or that that challenge businesses in terms of of, of salespeople and developing them and keeping them for that matter. The the, The first step is that I don't think we recruit very well. Line managers will look at someone and say to themselves, I've got a vacancy. He or she looks like a salesperson, talks like a salesperson. Let's give him a go. Now, I appreciate it's not quite as simple as that. But many organisations have fallen for that trap. The proliferation of recruitment agents over the last 25 years has all been on the back, or lots of it's been on the back of, of people not doing this well and uh, sick and tired of of making mistakes and and costing themselves a fortune. But good good thorough processes, including multiple face-to-face interviews, profiling, reference checks, are all available, though rarely used, with any level of consistency or discipline. I've also worked in organisations where HR have sabotaged recruitment process, sabotaged good recruitment, on using process in inverted commas as an excuse for their own ineffectiveness. Please, we're on the same team. The second thing is that that most, most businesses don't induct particularly well now. You can't see me now, but what I usually do when I when I talk to a general manager or a sales manager about this, I've got a I've usually got a set of keys in my pocket. So I'll put them on the table and say, here's the keys. I've got a mobile phone, a piece of paper, which is mean here's a phone. Here's some keys. Here's a customer list. Now off you go and sell. And then 30, 60 or 90 days later, the sales manager goes, well, why isn't Charlie selling? I've done this myself and I do apologise for all the salespeople that I've, or people that I've let down by doing this. This is often called a sink or swim mentality. But for me, it's like throwing a bricks at someone who's drowning. At best, this is incompetent. It's wor- at worst, it's disrespecting people's careers 
while demonstrating a total lack of empathy. The third thing, training. Richard Branson says it beautifully. Train people so they can leave, lead them so they don't want to. Too many companies don't train their people and it's the ones that do, and the ones that do are often just ticking a box, spending what is in their budget, regardless of the relevance to the individual or teams in their business. It's, it's just, it, we need to be much smarter, much more strategic and much more specific, targeting people's weaknesses or development areas. The fourth thing, coaching. When an apprentice electrician is on site, he has a foreman looking over his shoulder saying, don't touch the red and blue wire because you'll go bang. Likewise, a graduate accountant has a finance manager saying that a journal entry goes in that column rather than that one. A salesperson goes out by him or herself going from prospect to prospect, hoping that someone will speak to them and be interested in what they have to offer. No cosy desk, no, fr no fridge to put your lunch in, no support someone in the next cubicle when you've had a tough conversation. They just must get on with it with their next call. Coaching plays a vital role, whether it be in an office or a fireside trap on the road, going around visiting customers and seeing what your staff are going through. The fifth thing, relationships. 70% of people leave their job because of their relationship with their line manager. 70%, it's a huge number. Sales managers, general managers, and also owners of businesses have a huge role to play here. The relationships that you have with your staff need to be constructive, they need to be challenging, and they need to be supportive. So you get what you need, your, what, your, what you need from your, your frontline salespeople. I'll, um, I'll share a few more thoughts like this in, in the future. I hope this has been useful. And uh, I look forward to, to sharing, a, sharing some other topics in the future. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, be sure to subscribe in your podcaster so you don't miss a future episode. And whilst you're there, I'd really appreciate if you could take the time to rate and review the podcast. Thank you very much. Talk to you soon. Charlie.